up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm uh, Aaron Lingley, and always I am joined by uh, my buddy, your the Alliance Council President, your Guerrilla FC President, and your Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, the the Superhawks last lost game one of the uh, oh, really? semifinals last night at home, so I was a little bummed about that. Now they have to go win two in Oklahoma City. Uh, well, Ooh. actually outside of Oklahoma City, so about 40 minutes outside. So uh, I've been better, but we can talk Sounders, which is much better than talking about the basketball team I work for losing. Okay. And who can we talk about Sounders with today? We have Willow Wilson with us to discuss soccer, major soccer fan. You, in fact, have a an alt account on Twitter just to talk about soccer. I do, or rather I did. I've kind of backed away from Twitter in recent months, both in an official and an unofficial capacity um, because of the rate at which it's going downhill <laughs> uh, and, and some of the things said by its uh, owner slash CEO. So I'm not really there anymore, but, uh, but yeah. You are in our Discord. Yes, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. But, but it shows how much of a fan you are that you – you created another account just to talk about soccer. It's true. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was uh, getting out of hand <laughs> the number of <laughs> soccer things that I was, uh, you know, sort of talking about on Maine. And it, it seemed like a good idea to uh, create an offshoot that was just for that. So I could be, you know, kind of as much of a soccer nerd as I wanted without <laughs> worrying about it sort of encroaching on uh you know, stuff I post for my day job. So, so yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey. What, uh, before we get into the Sounders, what brought you to your soccer fandom? You know, it was kind of roundabout. Um, I I was never really a sports person growing up except for like the world cup and the Olympics. Um, and I, you know, during quarantine, I, like many people, was in kind of a low place. A lot of the projects I was working on were on pause, and I discovered uh, that I was going to have to cut back even more because I had to functionally homeschool two children Mm. for a year and a half. Um, Seattle schools, public schools, stayed remote for a very long time, much longer than uh, many other parts of the country. And, you know, people tried their best to make it work, but uh, it was not like real school. So I was teaching my kids to read and, and do basic math. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in the midst of all this, a friend was like, you should really watch Ted Lasso because it reminds me of some stuff that you've written. And I was like, I'm not really a sports person. They were like, no, 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 go watch this. You would like this. This is different. So I did. And it's, it's a cute show. I love the show. It's, it's very cute. But to my shock, the thing that I was most interested in 
was the sport itself. I was like, oh my God, look at some of these like passes. And it's like watching speed chess, except with feet and, you know, this crazy level of athleticism. And like, it, it's, it was just really compelling, a lot more compelling than I was expecting. And so I just kind of asked people, like, if I want to watch real soccer, how do I do that? Like, where do I start? Do I follow a league, a team? You know, where is it on? <laughs> what is, how does it work? And somebody said probably the most fateful words that anybody has ever spoken to me, which is start with your local team. Mm. And I was like, do we have soccer in Seattle? Um, and my friends are like, are you high? You can probably see the stadium from your house. Like, go out on your balcony and look west. And I was like, is that what that is? <laughs> um, and now I practically live there. So it <laughs> It was just one of those bizarre things of, you know, kind of asking for something, asking the universe for something and, you know, expecting to find like a penny on the sidewalk and instead like a dump truck full of money pulls up to your house. Like that's kind of how it felt. It's like, oh, do you ever have soccer in Seattle? You are not prepared for, uh, you know, for what is about to occur. Um and yeah, it's just been incredible to discover the team, the history, the community, the games, the stadium. Um, yeah, it's it's just been a wild couple of years. Damn, you caught on quick then. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, you're you're obsessed in three years. I, yeah, no, that really is what it was. Um, I, you know, just kind of because of what I do, and pro probably also personality wise. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit autodidactic. Like I, it's not enough for me to sort of be interested in something. I have to go read every single thing about it and kind of watch every single thing and absorb as much information as I can. Um, and I also don't mind repetition. So, you know, like if I see a passage of play that's really pretty or really intricate or results in some crazy goal, like I'll go back and watch it a dozen times <laughs> until I sort of understand, yeah. okay, you know, this is when he looked up and saw him and this is where the gap opened up over here. Um, and cool. so it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's perfect if you're very type A, which is what I am. Yeah. You know, That's what's awesome. interesting is I, I, for a little bit today, I was playing FIFA soccer on my Xbox and they have since the latest update introduced AFC Richmond yeah. into the game that you can move them in. And then in the menu scenes, when you're like, not playing it actually plays the ted lasso themes oh my gosh i didn't oh, really? realize that yeah that is so funny it's, it's pretty it's cool funny. um by the way i'm gonna make a sound effect real quick and it is not booze today oh um, oddly enough nice. i'm having uh san pellegrino memento clementine and peach so sorry for interrupting with that right there well, i'm gonna do the same thing with my sparkling water <laughs> that's funny i've listened to this show several times many times and uh so now seeing the sound effect live is is bringing it to another level it's surreal <laughs> isn't it we're <laughs> you know just kind of adding to the whole experience well i i don't i mean we've probably talked a little bit about it on the show but but aaron do you want to give just the short um what's what's that internet thing when it's like here's the the short version of of the thing you know why are you Spark note? Are you talking about in high school when you had to look up how to read a book and you didn't want to read it? So you went and got... Yeah, like the short version. Notes or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah no. What, what, are you, what are you asking me? Why are you a soccer fan? Oh, me? 
Yeah. Uh, I just love was, sports, was, man. Yeah, I guess we've never really talked too deep about it, but I just, I just love sports. But I think um, uh, for me, it was it was the 09 hole um, from the Sonics leaving, right? I was a huge, I still am a huge basketball fan, play basketball. That was the sport I was dominant at and actually dominant to, uh, <laughs> not the word I mean, but like obviously I wouldn't be, uh, I'd be further doing better things if I was dominant at basketball. But, um, I, I, like, I just enjoyed playing that the most. And then when that left, not being able to go to those games, um, I had never been to a Sounders game before, actually. And um, having them come into the MLS and be on the big stage, quote-unquote, you know, MLS is the biggest stage in North America. And going to those games, it's so similar to basketball in terms of the triangles. And, you know, you play offense and defense. Um, that it was easy for me to just jump right on and understand the game. Um, quickly and then it's, it was affordable I was 20 you know going to those those games so I could afford them um, and of course they're a crap ton of fun so and we hit the ground running so that's for me it was really easy to just jump right on but it was that that whole of not having the Sonics and I was that's how I jumped on board I mean I think that's one of the reasons they were so successful and even though you knew nothing about soccer hiring Kevin Calabro to be the announcer made yeah. that smooth transition over uh I, I played tables. soccer growing up, but only until my mom, my mom uh, talked to me about it. I think, when did I see her? At the basketball game last night? And uh, in basketball and soccer, um, I was not very good, but I played from the time I was a little kid until like eighth grade. Uh, at one point, they took all the best players and put them on one team, and I was on the other team. And we lost every game <laughs> over in... So I, I don't. I can't remember where I played then. I played it all over at like Miller and Montlake, um, somewhere more in the CD was when uh, no Seward Park was was when they split us up in different teams. It was me and a bunch of St. Therese kids. So, uh, but really, uh, it was going to fat camp when I was between eighth and ninth grade, and I snuck away to watch the '94 World Cup. That's what took it from something that I liked and played video games of and watched on TV to something I loved. And then when I lived in Paris in uh, 2000, I went to a lot of PSG matches. That's a whole so it was a... like HBO special. <laughs> Watching the <laughs> World Cup at Bat Camp. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, sneaking, sneaking away. away. No, that's, yeah, that's a whole movie. Yeah, we did. We When we had free time, I would go away and, and watch all the games on TV while everyone else was doing like exercises or something. <laughs> I wish I could go to Fat Camp now. That'd be amazing to just take take like three weeks away where I could live in a dorm and just have people make Get healthy fit. food for me. And I have, sounds great yeah, to me, honestly, have exercise laid out for me every day. This would be awesome. When you become yeah, an adult, you realize how amazing it is not to have a huge amount of decision-making to do <laughs> because on a day-to-day -day basis, like you have school. to juggle so much. You're like, oh, you know what? I really do want to go to sort of, yeah. an away camp where they tell you what you're <laughs> going to do and when and serve you your food. And you're like, actually, that sounds great. <laughs> or have like three months off work and then a month off in the winter for work. I'll take it. That that'd be great too. Yeah, we, we all just need to move to Europe. That's there that's where they get. It. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. There. If it were so easy. Well, you mentioned the World Cup. I'm going to try to try to bridge this. You mentioned the World Cup national teams. Let's start with some scuttlebutt about our mm -hmm. national team USA versus Mexico. Will, you said you watched highlights of it. I will actually watch the game. I rarely watch the U.S., at least if it's not like a major tournament. And no offense to the, the Nations League, it's it's 
a major tournament, but I mean like the World Cup, right? I'll, I'll watch like, World Cup too. It doesn't feel like a major tournament this time, though. Last last time it was like like the final was all huge. It was on like ESPN or ABC or something yeah. big. This was on Paramount Plus. Well, and that is why the only reason I I would I didn't tune into it. I was just went to there was no Mariner game on, so I went to my DVR and it had recorded the game, and it was in Spanish. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Paramount TV. Plus, yeah. yeah. So it was on Tudem. And watching that particular game, 100% in Spanish, was a hell of a lot of fun. Did you watch the game, Cameron? Yeah, I watched the second half. Um, oh, so okay. That was the, the, the exciting half. half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one nothing when I turned it on. Uh, and I was watching on Paramount Sorry, my Plus. Water heater turned on. That can, you can erase that in yeah. post, right? Um, the they on at Paramount Plus they actually they they messed it up a little bit because I went to what was supposed to be the game and it was the camera that just followed around Pulisic. So when he scored his goal, I was just watching his camera. They have one camera that just follows him the entire. Oh my game gosh! On Paramount Plus, so really? that was that was kind of cool. But uh, then I switched it back and watched just the craziest. Not. Uh, the most outlandish game I've seen, I guess, between the red cards, jerseys getting torn, uh, the game getting called because of homophobic chants from the fans. Like, I, did you I, see much crap they were throwing on the field too? Like, that's every time the USA plays Mexico that happens though, so that doesn't surprise me. Still, it's yeah, it's no wild. drinking in the stadium. Well, it's Vegas <laughs> and, and it's also America, so that's not gonna <laughs> not happen. But my the scene God. with Weston McKinney with his you know shirt in shreds, you know, like kissing the badge, it was just so cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was gonna say, I was just, like so dramatic. I was hoping that that's, his that's gonna be an enduring image yeah. for, for a really long time. His, I think his and, red card just got upheld and, though, which was very disappointing. <sighs> I mean, he, I mean, he, he did get his hand you know, right up in that guy's face and shoved it. Yeah, yeah. You're my not problem get was that he was being percent. surrounded. And yeah, what are you supposed, are you supposed to? Do? I yeah. I totally agree with that. And they, but it, it realistically, like four or five red cards should have been shown there, That's not true. just the two yeah. and the two later. Like, well, then but they you, deserved others earlier too, where like they didn't give a second yellow, but then they gave us really soft yellows. It was the, the referee that just lost the plot. Oh man, that's that's a game where you need to center us, like, <laughs> or Ed Hockley needs to switch sport, come out of retirement. Ed Hockley, I don't know if you know who he is, but he was like the most jacked NFL uh, referee. So Huge he needs to be back, massive. His son's <laughs> like he'd pretty be like too. first down and just be giant <laughs> muscles. But yeah, his son, his son is a ref now. I, you know, what I liked about the game was that the USA looked dominant the entire time and i don't think we've ever seen that against mexico we've seen mm-hmm. games where we've obviously won and we're the better team but mexico was not dangerous at all until we were down to 10 men they were just physically that. dangerous but yeah well, <laughs> yeah montez with a his red card was that led to that fight was a very wild just like kicking the heel of uh the balagun um I believe the so. new guy and so he he commented that uh he liked that McKinney stood up for him. So I think long-term, even if we don't beat Canada, this is going to bring the team together in a way that maybe it hasn't before. Do you think they will beat hmm. Canada? I mean, is the Canadian squad we all should. that I mean, we, our, our bench is deep enough, and Canada doesn't seem like 
as good as they were leading up to the last World yeah. Cup. Yeah. So I think we should. But... I think we should, but they're but they're a much better team than they than they've really historically been. Canada, that is, and they'll probably get. It'll probably be like a two one. Yeah, I mean, I think if we have Sergio Dest and uh, Wesson McKinney, yeah, yeah, for definitely. That, but I still think that, we should win. The the highlight of the game for me was that pass from Sergio Dest to uh, score for Pepe's goal when he was able to just flick it while in between two men to put it in a position where Pepe just had to basically go around the keeper. I've, I've never seen that level of play from an American player before. So I was, I was really excited to see that happen in that game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of swag in this game too. I felt just, they knew what they were doing. They're not kids anymore. They seem comfortable. Uh, they didn't look like a national team. That was my thought is that they looked like they had been, you know, they looked more a like a club team. team. Yeah. Like they were playing together. Week yeah. In, week out, which was interesting because I've never felt that way before watching and that's the thing that sorry about that that's the thing that changed my opinion on Burhalter actually because I I was not a Burhalter fan but it's the way the players react to him and come together around him and like when they've scored big goals they run to him to cheer with him rather than just with each other and so to me it's like if those kids believe in him and trust him they're going to continue coming together. And that's what you said is exactly what is the result of that, even though he wasn't the coach for that game. But they knew by then. He is he now. The coach. Yeah. He got announced during the game. Yeah, Clint yeah. Dempsey was, like, pissed off about it. Like, was he? I didn't Yeah, I didn't it, was taken, it was taken away from the boys, this, this performance, and we just whooped mm. their ass kind of stuff. And, like, and it's all talk about Greg. And They, like, they should have. I, I do agree with that. They should have left it until after the game instead of letting it leak but it did let charlie davies make some ignorant comments at halftime because of it did anyone catch those no <laughs> those were not in the highlights he uh he he said well <laughs> of course you're gonna hire someone like greg burhalter you can't hire a pep guardiola because you can't pay the men's coach that much more than the women's coach because of all the fair play stuff now so he made it about like oh man wokeism so it's just like oh no okay now it makes sense because i was listening to it was like what was it it was espnfc earlier today and they mentioned something about like you know pay parity and you know coaches and pay and stuff like that and whoever was on it was was saying that like us soccer was saying no that's not a factor we don't have like there's no cap on what we're willing to pay for the right coach like this is a red herring and i was like huh and it sat, it seemed like it was in response to something but i wasn't sure what it was so, that, so that's, that's what, what it was, was in response to <laughs> because twitter your your favorite place that you're no longer at um the right wing people who obviously knew nothing about soccer latched on to it anyway i mean obviously the ones that like soccer were already on it but any little thing like that they use as an excuse to be like, see, this is what you get. Oh, man. And it's just like, you don't care about soccer in the first place. <laughs> so go back to whatever hole you just came out of, troll. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's, People uh, get weird about the national team in ways I don't really understand. I'm like, it, it's... It's the American flag. They only, they yeah, only play like six times a year. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> we didn't have to deal with the, the Jordan and... Uh, and rolled on. Hey, yeah, they got this spared. Time. We are going to have to deal with it. We are going to have to deal with that now. Oh, and actually, before we get be... to that, though, we didn't talk okay. about the the what marred the end of the game, and they actually ended the game eight minutes early because there was twelve minutes of injury time, yeah. and they only played four. Um, so, uh, 
previously Mexico got in trouble for this. Their fans uh, have a chant where they say puto uh, when the goalie kicks it. And my understanding is that it's the equivalent of saying uh, the F word version of calling someone gay. Oh, wow. So basically they chant that every time the opposing goalies does it. And they had done it, I think, the second time is when the referee stopped the game because that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I remember that. The game, and then, then you play again, and then you call it if it happens again. But it happened a few more times before he called it. Uh, and so... Because uh, it, it was in Spanish for me, so I, I knew the, the pause because you could see, I could read the graphics. Like, my Spanish yeah. is terrible, but I can get by on very simple words. And... I, got, I understood that, but then like it was twelve minutes, it, the game was out of hand, so I, I just assumed they just called the game kind of. Oh yeah, no, they they early. cut it early. I mean, obviously early. it was over anyway, but it's just it's frustrating Gross. for many reasons. One, you know, it it's Pride Month right now, so mm-hmm. it's always bad, but it seems extra bad during Pride Month for this to be happening and that and that have and this was in vegas so it's not like any of those fans even if they you know traveled from mexico or anything they knew what celebrations are going on this weekend and this month right in vegas yeah but but they you know it's mexico has gotten in trouble before Mm Concacaf gave them a slap on the wrist i think they did they have to play two games without fans maybe in the gold cup last time maybe it was maybe it was in in the uh world cup qualifying but clearly this is an ongoing issue. I do feel bad for the casual fan, not casual, the, the normal fan who isn't chanting, I'll say it that way, mm-hmm. because it's not their fault. But the only way, uh, Brenda Elsley, who works for FAIR, um, which is an organization that goes into soccer and tries to end these types of issues, has talked about that the only way to effectively end this is to actually punish the team and dock them points. Because then, the, because then the fans, there's something in it for them. Like, yeah. Otherwise, there's no incentive to actually stop. I don't know. What do you all think of, I mean, about that? Is it, you think that's the right way to go? I do, but yeah, it, it's hard, right? I, I never mean, really I, thought about it before. But yeah, I mean, you can't control hurting tens of millions of cats. So you, you might as well, the common denominator is the team. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that you makes know, sense. Yes. It's also, though, difficult to take FIFA seriously with anything regarding homophobia, mm. given the fact that, you know, they've allowed Fair. basically 50% of the sport to be sold to, you know, petro regimes and Russian oligarchs uh, yeah. in places where LGBT folks are, you know, routinely jailed and occasionally executed. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just I, I wish they would take that energy bigger you know and 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 maybe yeah. create some sort of infrastructure whereby uh there's not this disconnect between like oh yes we say we are absolutely allies and this and that and the other but you know now you know all of these bad actors basically run the table when it comes to this sport on a global scale but man we got the mexican fans you know like so it it, it rings yeah. a little bit yeah, hollow right. it rings a little bit hollow but but Concacaf can act i don't think fifa would in this instance so we can at least we, I mean, we're never going to clean up Concacaf. It's as corrupt. Yeah, as well. I, mean, I was going to say it's not. It's it's but they, a smaller but version can. of the exact same crap. Uh, the, you know what's interesting is so at the last World Cup, uh, there was a, there were groups that went in and were documenting all of the the um, any anti-gay incidents, anti-LGBTQIA plus incidents at the World Cup, 
And there was there. I don't know what's happening with it because some of the people are moving, but there is a group working directly. And um, I've been involved with it through the independent supporters council uh, to push FIFA on these issues when the world cup comes here, because this is the time where we can actually push FIFA because we are the country that will be well, amongst others, but Canada, Mexico, but they're coming here. Like it's hard to have a, us have a voice when we're there, but they can't ignore the fans when they're here to the same level. So it'll be interesting to see if anything concrete can come out of that. I know uh, Josie who just left, you can play, um, uh, was involved in a lot of other really cool people. Uh, so there, there's some really, really awesome stuff happening around this. So we'll we'll see what comes of it. But um, yeah, I feel like you have to dock, dock, you go big. do something, you go, do something yeah. to punish them. It's very similar to kind of F1, where it's like, oh, uh, that's rich, you know, coming from <laughs> these guys. Formula One as an entity when, yeah, yeah, it's like, whatever. Anyway, um, I digress, and we should Discord some Scuttlebutt real quick. It blends into mm. exactly, I think, what we want to talk about, and that's our Sounders. And they did just um, go to Charlotte, just, this was like a week ago. Um, a week ago, exactly, right? Last Saturday. How about that? It is Saturday today. Um, and we scored three goals. That was uh, something I said we needed to start yeah, doing. Score goals, more too. than one goal. It had been two months. Yeah, yeah. they were gorgeous. Um, Rui Diaz looked fantastic. Rusnak, Rusnak looked fantastic. Um, so let's get into some of these discords and dissect them. Um, Paul, with injuries revealing the impact of CR7, that's Christian Roldan, and JP, how can you improve depth and redundancy for those roles? Willow, you're our guest. Oh, gosh. What do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> you know, all of this, of course, is going to be made worse by the fact that now I guess we're, we're losing JMO and... Both Roldans for, well, I mean, Christian rolled on for six games. I don't know how long Alex is going to be away, but we're, we're rolled. Yeah, it's potentially six yeah. games, right, for the for the tournament. So, the you know, Cup. potentially yeah. completely rolled onless and without JMO <laughs> and JP coming back from injury, um, you know, and, and Nico apparently carrying something. We don't know what. So, gosh, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's. I love Rusnak. I really do Rusnak. I don't know how we're pronouncing his name anymore. Um, like he's this, I think we're back to year, Rusnak. Really? Yeah, they went back to they Rusnak. Back to it was Rusnak. Rusnak. It was like, we were so we can use our, our yeah. It's back to uh, about snack. three weeks yeah. into the season. James <laughs> Woolard said it's it's back to Rusnak. So we can use our our soundbite from James yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. yes. I thought I had to shelf that. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, no. This is this is something I have thought about as well. So yeah, I mean, I'm a big Albatross Snack fan. I was not at first. Love it. Um. <clears throat> but he, you know, he's so frosty. He's like, he just never seems rattled at all. Um, you know, and the places frosty. where he has to play typically on the pitch, like he, he has to navigate through the toughest part of the field. And mm -hmm. uh, so I was actually really excited to see what he could do at a number 10 position. Um, you know, and I thought he did okay. You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, like he's our very own KDB uh, we're in Clover. No, but he had a great assist. But yeah, you but know, he did well. Not... He did well. And I think yeah. if he gets to stay there for, I don't know, but an extended period of time, but like if he gets swapped in there with any more regularity, um, I would be really curious to see what he could produce from that position. 
but you know, I, I think he's great as an eight. You know, I think he's he's acquitted himself in in every position that they've put him in. So, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you know, past that, you start getting to the kids, and you know, I'm I'm very pro play the kids, but one does reach a point where you're like, I would also like to see some grownups. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how you solve that problem, you know, with the current constraints on, on salary and, and everything else. But uh, I think that's, the, that's the big one is it's, it's roster construction and salary and they need to create more TAM level players, which are those, uh, you know, four through Four through six. Do you think they're going like to have level players Messi, on the roster? Having Messi is going to force their hand. Like we have to raise the salary cap, especially I, if I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I was I just going to so. say, um, I mean, it has to. The DP came out of Beckham, so if something good can come out of Messi, because they, uh, I think it did finally go up this year, but the two previous years had been flat because of COVID. So when they had when the owners tried to lock out and they had to redo the CBA, they had kept a flat. Um, salary cap which is one of the reasons why i think we have struggled a little bit this year with our roster is because all our players salaries continued to go up and then the, the salary cap only went up a little bit so it went up you know yeah, some players went up some five to ten percent per year and uh and then we have someone like ariaga sitting on the bench uh who's a great asset off the bench but not for six hundred thousand mm. dollars i mean you could you could bring in a starting level player for that amount of I, I totally agree with you. And I, what I loved about Rusnak in, in that position is that's the role he played in Salt Lake. So where he was allowed, I mean, he wasn't always center attacking mid, but he was allowed to roam freely through that. He was their most creative player. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I think if he gets to play in that more regularly, we will see him skyrocket in terms of production. Yeah. But I'd also think, I mean, I've said it before that I think he and Nico play the same position. However, with Jordan and... Uh, Christian gone, I think they're going to have to put him back on probably on the right and put Nico up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we'll see Nico and him start switching back and forth a little bit more often during the game. During the game. Okay, well, that actually leads into Patrick GC's question and a little bit of Combat Wombat Esquires, who's not a lawyer, he confirmed in our Discord. <laughs> um, so you're still the only one that we're aware of, Cameron. Uh, so Patrick GC, with how good Rusnak played at the 10, do you swap him with Nico going forward as far as roles? Have Nico further back, distribution, alongside JP. So you were kind of just alluding to that. That's rough if you're going to have him. I mean, it depends on how far back you move him, right? You can move him to a... I still think you play... If you're going to do that, you put Rusnak behind him as like a center, box-to-box center midfield. We had... Nico playing a little bit of that last year, didn't we? Yeah, he went out to the right a few times. No, in the back with JP. Oh, last I don't think so. I, I feel like I, I feel they like Rusnak Rus- moved back there a lot. Um, they well, the two that. Them play together. I feel like then, I have a vague uh, image of Nico playing back there, but maybe maybe I'm crazy. I'll go with crazy. But um, I like your first. swappy idea. Switching. I like that, yeah. but no, Rusnak, well, what, do you, what do you think works for you in that mind when you have to get them both on the field, right? That's the hard part is we have so much talent. At that point, do you change up the formation? I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I don't, mm. I don't remember. Like, I'm trying to think if I've seen Nico play out wide and just forgotten about it. 
you know, like I'm, I'm so used to seeing him play in that central 10. He role. finds himself out there a lot, but yeah, yeah not. Yeah. I think like a... every once in a while he's, he'll like switch with Jordan yeah. or chew and just will go wide for, for a few minutes. He's not playing out there a full game though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a tough one because then you, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, like it's, I feel like it's, it's sort of two different formations if JMO is there versus if he's not there, you know, like when JMO comes back, then you have, you know, a third piece of that puzzle (laughs) to sort of contend with. And where do you put him? Cause he can slot in, in, in several different places as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you make that happen. I guess a lot would depend on, you know, how hurt is Nico, and you know, is is he approaching a place where he's not going to start every game, and is he going to be okay with that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like there's a there's a man management aspect to that that I think we can only guess at, <laughs> which makes it hard to sort of right. And, quarterback. and I've asked Brian about that before. How do you manage a player who? everyone has a different personality because you saw Siggy. If you watch what's um, the Levy film about the Sounders that was made American football, American football. I recommend checking that out. Willow. If you haven't seen it, it's a documentary, a little bit too long. Um, <laughs> uh, as someone who, who's working on documentaries full time now, it's, it's, it's like over two hours and there's just a little bit too much to pull from it. They should have cut it. About Consider minutes. this was before we won championships other than the U S open. Yeah. It, it yeah. basically follows the Sounders through a season and you get yeah. to see behind the locker room and interviews on buses and all. And it's, it's amazing. It's really it's cool. Super cool. But Ziggy was a yeller. And so you yeah. see him, he actually is holding a gorilla of sea scar screaming at the players in the locker room. Also and curses like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. For me, I mean, I grew up in the participation trophy generation. So uh, back here, I, don't, right? I don't like to get yelled at. Like, if you want to give me constructive criticism, cool. But if you're going to yell at me, I'm going to shut down and not talk to you. And I think we saw that from Clint Dempsey, who stopped speaking with Ziggy at the end before he was fired. Uh, and, you know, I love Ziggy because – my dog was named Siggy that I had, but uh, I still uh, thought that the game had passed him by. And, and you see that in that where he's screaming and that's not something that works in, I think, professional sports anymore mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. The, because they're like, I'm a grown adult. Like, why are you talking to me like this? But uh, I asked Brian about it. Like, so that's what Siggy did. What do you do? And he said, it depends on the player. If it's a player who needs a little bit of encouragement, I give them encouragement. But to Ozzy Alonso, I just slide the stat sheet across the <laughs> table, and he goes, "Okay, you're right." So, so it, 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 I think I would hope that Brian has a plan for how to deal with because it's not like they haven't seen this coming. He yeah. he's playing more now than actually was expected. Two years ago, they thought he was going to become more limited because of his knee injuries, and so they ha- they have to have been thinking about how do you deal with that. But at the same time as a person who's aging out of your profession, I don't know how he deals with that personally. Like that must be so difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like two levels to it. It's both like he has to deal with the fact that the team this season playing right now, but also like, does this seem my career's ending? Like, you know, that's, it's a lot. Um, but the fact that, say everyone's just like now getting healthy, obviously gold cup is, is a, a speed bump in terms of our depth, but with Rui Diaz rolled on 
J-Mo, Ladero, Rusnak, JP. You, and Chu. Chu needs, is, is a starter, right? He's, unless he starts screwing up, um, he's a starter on the left wing. He's just so, pulls, he pulls so much attention over there. Um, but that, you can't have all those guys on the field. So it might be actually a good thing that there's a little bit of this gold cup, Nico being out a little bit, like just to have this attrition just kind of churn for a little bit. Because we didn't have most of those players for two months. Christian. Um, JP, Rui Diaz. <laughs> yeah, Rui Diaz. I was like, why can't I remember where I'm most expensive player? So, um, for me, though, Christian seems like he was the reason we weren't winning was because he brings... He's the glue. An the glue man. Yeah. That's why he's with yeah. the men's national team. He's the glue. Yeah. So I, I'm curious if we can still play well. If, if Rui Diaz can start scoring tons of goals again, I think we'll pick it up on our own, but it still worries me. It is. It is worrisome. But I mean, you know, that's a very glass half full attitude. It's like, maybe it's good that, you know, we get in some rotation. (laughs) Look for the silver lining. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, like with, with Raul, what's interesting, and I noticed this last year also, although not much came of it, is that he started to drop back more. Um, You know, and be involved earlier, I guess, in or earlier down the field instead of just kind of stalking mm-hmm. the box. Um, and that was interesting. That was interesting. And he got two goals out of it. Um, but I wonder if that's something intentional, like, you know, go further into midfield instead of, you know, being a fox in the box. And I don't know if that's part of the strategy. It, it or... might be now. I know a couple years ago from talking to Garth Lagerway that he usually did that when he was frustrated because he wasn't he getting the proper ball. service. <laughs> yeah. He wants to go get and the And so ball. then he's not up there. But we've seen him able to pull back and then actually do something with the yeah. ball in the last year or so in a way that we maybe wouldn't have before, especially if we have wings like we do right now. Yes. Yeah. Leo mm-hmm. Chu is so flipping yeah. fast. Oh, my God. Or at least... It's smooth. Yes. It's, uh, it's cool to watch. <laughs> I had never heard of fox in the box before. I think that's... <laughs> like, is that is that a normal phrase, or did you just no, come up I with that? No, I did not come up with that. No, that must be a European uh, thing, because I'm sure I've heard that from somebody. I love it. Yeah. Fox in the I box. I definitely did not make that up. There's an escape room named that in the I know. I'm like, is this a thing that I didn't know <laughs> Survive of? Survive a serial like, killer. I, I love inviting authors on. <laughs> or stop the nuclear <laughs> and, and like okay, most these, great these authors, I stole that. I just don't know from where. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that means That's you get the credit. Cool. There we go. Um, and, and then Combat Wombat Esquire says, definitely interested in hearing y'all's thoughts on JMO and CRC, CRC, CR7. Wow. CR7 leaving for up to six games for the Gold Cup. So we've kind of gone over that. Also curious to know if you'd rather have seen Schmetz get the U.S. Men's National Team job over Greg Berlharter. Who, wow, I can't say that either. I'm not even drinking. But you know what I'm saying, Greg. Yeah. I mean, the second was a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I, mm. No. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, I would not be thrilled to give up Schmetzer to the national I'm, team. I don't think he would want to do it at this point anyways. He's he's in the twilight of his career. He's not I, – I can't imagine him moving to another team, right? As long as he's coaching us, he will be uh-huh. our coach. But I think as soon as – when, whenever that's done, whether it's tomorrow or five years from now, I think this is home, right? He's not going to want to move 
Um, he's probably, I'm sure he had that ambition, but it, at some point it's like, I'm not going to start all over again in my mm. age. <laughs> That's fair. And losing them, uh, I don't like it, but here's the thing is we do lots of things on our team to ensure that our players get called up from playing them in specific positions to making them available when needed. And if it makes them happy, that's what matters. That's why Christian and Jordan have signed long-term contracts with the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, you know, I can see the, you know, from a player perspective, going out and representing your country and, and, you know, potentially getting to face off against, you know, some of the other kind of legendary players in their national teams were kind of who you would never see in sort of a club context. Uh, I get it. I totally get it. Um, you know, as a fan, it's annoying, <laughs> but, I, but I get it. Absolutely. I think it makes our players better too, because it, they get to see, uh, they get to work with other players who are also a higher level higher like them. And then they get to play against higher quality players. I mean, Obed, when he came back from the U20 World Cup, was just raving about the amount of talent he got to play against and with. And so I think the first time I ever saw it was when Yedlin went and played for the national mm -hmm. team and came back. And you could see that he was a better player just from those few weeks that he had spent away. Yeah. It's cool. All right. <laughs> it's cool, I guess. We we are over play. time. Yeah, we're we're getting we're over your time. You you gotta yeah, I have to you gotta go. Out. So I do want to just say LAFC that is on Wednesday in LA. So we won't have JMO. We won't have uh, Christian. And we won't have the other rolled on uh, Alex. Right. What real quick do you think we're gonna roll out there? And I'm actually gonna think Nico might not play. Because that was pretty, cool. I was pretty surprised. But he might be on the bench. That's my prediction. But who, who do you think we should roll out? Willow, why don't you go? You know, I mean, if Raul is match fit, he's 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 got to start. You know, he he clearly mm -hmm. wants the minutes. Uh, you know, so you start out with him up top. Um, Leo Chu, uh, and then you know, I think we put Rusnak in the ten spot again. Um, Kellen Rowe, I noticed, was available off the bench. And I wonder, you know, how he's doing fitness-wise and if that changes the equation at all, um, you know, with so many players being out. Uh, and, you know, the back line, knock on wood, I'm not going to, I feel like I'm not going to jinx anything, but the back line looks pretty solid. And, you know, barring injuries, uh, you know, they've, the last game being an exception, but it seems like they've been pretty solid this whole season. Um, yeah, they've had yeah. like some dumb moments that led to like a goal that made us draw or lose one nothing, but overall, I mean, eight shutouts, I think. Right, which is something like that. Well, isn't that like second most in the league or something? I mean, you know, that's pretty. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, for the dumb moments, we've had a lot of great ones and great performances. So yeah, that that it's just we won't have a right back. So does Cody Baker play right back and knew who had left? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else makes sense. Or Reed Baker Whiting, the other Baker. The other Baker, I know. And it, the terrible thing is I get them confused, which is awful. Um, <laughs> but Well, they called him uh, Cody Baker Whiting on, yeah, so on the U.S. Open me. Cup broadcast. So. Oh, really? <laughs> um, 
So we need a right wing and a right back is essentially because we'll have probably a Tensio with oh yeah that's uh, right Obed an Obed with, yeah with JP we have Obed, right we have a Tensio um, yeah I do wonder I do wonder when Kellen comes back in but yeah I mean I think he's ready to go at least as a sub yeah, um, yeah. if he could start that I mean he could he could start on the right side I think uh, we saw Reed Baker Whiting's uh, struggle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, was that either last match or the match before? Mm-hmm. Um, so probably the one uh, before because Christian played. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> and it, they all get confused together. Uh, I, I did. I I was about to to gloat that LAFC hadn't won a game in a while, but they won today. They just won. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. And even if they didn't, we seem to was, be uh, you know kind of the, uh, the the lucky break that a lot of these teams on losing streaks need. So I don't know if that would mean anything. <laughs> oh, that's that a good point. Right. Yeah, because they'd lost twice to Houston, tied the Dynamo, and lost twice to Leon. And, of course, LA Galaxy, but they played their backups for that. No. Where did they just play? Were they at home or away? They I don't were, think they're that big of a factor, uh, but they, they are on short rest. They were sporting. Okay, so they got to travel tonight, presumably, and then they'll be they'll be home tonight. But still, on a short rest and, and a flight goes in our favor a little bit. And they lost people to the yeah. national team, too, haven't they? Oh, I presume um, so. I don't know yeah. their roster. Like, yeah. So you know, yeah. I think, so. uh, yeah. If we go in hungry, I think we can, you know, we can pull it off. It's it's LAFC, but uh, they've played a lot of games, you know, and they're. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've been pretty uneven this year. Um, yeah. Because they're playing in so many different competitions. So who knows? Yeah, we know what it feels we know, like. Yeah, we know. Yeah, they're, they're we just in this happen that we yeah. did. So. Yeah. So hopefully they have a very similar season to ours last time. To uh, what we did That's last right. year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Any predictions? Gosh, I would love a blowout. I mean, you know, I don't anticipate yes, this happening, please. but you know, just for with the, a free kick. Yes. You know, I'd love like a three nil drubbing of LAFC. Mm by the Seattle Sounders. That would be ideal. That would be incredible. But, you know, I would settle for anything that looks like a win. 1-0. 1-0 would be totally fine with me. <laughs> Aaron, where are, you, where are you thinking about it? I'm a, in, in a, obviously, we all want to win, but I I, I want a, another game with multiple goals and, and it, have it be a win. Like, that's... Uh, after we've had what's going to be 11-ish days, probably, quick math, um, since our game where we gave up too many goals to then not win <laughs> when we clearly should have won that game. Um, we've had, we have time to figure out how that happened, get back to zero to one goals per game, per game, per match and get two or three goals. So I want to, I want that blowout and I want to, I want a bending free kick from like 25 yards out. I, we, we never get to see that. I love those. Let's just across the board, a set piece, run a play, dribble around the keeper. Let's let's get those Pull goals all the going. Stops out. <laughs> yeah, especially against LAFC, especially since like just show us that losing JMO and CR seven for uh, up to six matches isn't going to be a big deal. Let's let's get to the playoffs and win this damn thing. Well, every and, time I... and beat Messi in the final. Let, like there that's the end game, right? Let's there... Beat Messi in the final at Lumen. Miami's going to have to pretty much win all their games to even make the, the playoffs. They so. probably will. Have you looked at the MLS website? Every 100% of the articles was about Messi. 
They're going to make it happen. It is big news. Uh, I, I get it, but I, every single article, 100%, I mean, get creative. If it's about, unless it's about Messi or Sounders, I don't care. <laughs> Those are the two well, that I you want. You have a lot to read on MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> I am going to say Major we're going to lose 2 to 1 because I have to say we're going to lose. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> if I say we're going to win, we'll lose. So fair. we're going to lose 2 to 1. Please win. Please win. <laughs> and, uh, it's, and it's going to be... Um, B, I can't pronounce his name. Buick, <laughs> the, the the B-I-U-K, that, that guy on their team. Um, and I, I presume Vela would start, um, but uh, I, I, I don't know that. Yeah, whatever. Well, we should probably bring it into Port Cameron. Willow, end the show. Get you out of here. Yep, I got to edit. Thank you so much. Is there, is there a public-facing place where people can find you that you'd like to share? Yes. I am on Instagram at this is GWW. Um, I am on Mastodon. It's something incredibly long that I won't even repeat here. <laughs> uh, I do still post announcements on Twitter, but I don't check DMS or anything else. So, but if you want just announcements about what I'm doing, you can find me at G Willow Wilson. Awesome. And Aaron, where can I find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y and in our Discord. So jump on in there and talk to us. Link's in the show description. What about you, Cameron? Yeah, Discord's fun, especially during games. That's the one thing you miss, Aaron, by not watching games live. I know, I know. that you don't get to partake in the wild talk. Uh, You can find me... I created the room, so just enjoy it. Okay, well, you're going to have to start watching some some stuff live. That's all I'm saying. trying. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this uh, you can reach me at Legal Minded Punk on both Twitter and Instagram, and uh, go follow uh, Unincarcerated Productions. I think that's our name on Instagram, which is one of my film companies, and uh, we're doing some cool stuff. And uh, I don't I don't know if I mentioned this before. Just had a documentary we're working on. We had the Harlem Globetrotters signed on as an executive producer. So fantastic! Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, so so happy you came. Thank you so much. My pleasure for having me. James, take it away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.